Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Excellence, and welcome back to the Enigmatic Thoughts Podcast. Um, Sorry I missed you guys last week. Uh, I was depressed. I still am depressed. I'm just high. Very, very high, which is kind of what uh, we'll be talking about today. Marijuana use and neurodivergence and regular medication the combination that I'm on right now to keep me from unaliving. So, yeah, let's just hop on into that. So I'm actually rolling up right now. That's the funny part. (laughs) But um, so there's like in general a lot of stigma, as you know, um, surrounding marijuana use. Um, I remember my second psychiatrist actually took me off marijuana completely because she said that there was a chance that um it would have a worse psychoactive effect on me because of my anxiety lady that that shit was the only thing that was keeping me from punching people in the face honest to god um and i i actually did listen to her advice i i always say that when it comes to medical advice it never hurts to try it like I'll always try anything once so I actually did follow my doctor's guidance it was the worst month of my life worst month of my life and I never saw that psychiatrist again because she just wasn't the right fit for me I feel like anybody if you find that a doctor condemns the things that actually help you feel good and actually help you stay sane as long as they're not incredibly harmful, like I'm not telling you, like if your therapist tell you it's okay to go hit the pipe, that you shouldn't be a little bit like, huh? But if it's weed, like, come on now, my dog, like, come on. Really? Really, my nigga? It's not that deep. Um, and the way she just vilified it, I was like, yeah, this, this lady, mm-mm. we ain't going to work at all. I've been smoking since... Um, I was 18. I grew up in a very regulated home, so all my friends that started smoking at 16, I I own that shit. Haha, not this bitch. My father was um a heavy heavy weed smoker amongst other drugs that I was uh, I still don't know what other drugs, but there was definitely some other drugs in there, but we just going to focus on the weed. Um <laughs> um he was just solely a weed head, so I automatically knew if I even came in that house, like, and tried to play it cool, unless he was high, too, and really didn't notice, someone was going to notice that shit, and I was not the most, uh, crafty teen. I, I It was just easier for me not to lie than to try to. I, I'm not, I'm not good at this shit. I, I will laugh midway through a lie, like, I, it's just... I like I feel like you really have to care to lie and there's so much energy that goes into it and with my parents it was just easier for me not to get my ass beat I was a very very like straight and narrow kid up until my senior year of high school but before every everything before that calmest kid you ever meet develop some people pleasing aspects in the midst of it but calmest kid you'll ever meet um and not for nothing watching my sister get her ass beat for Duchess being found in her bag good enough for me so I was like ah, wait till I'm legal and until I'm on my own and that's exactly what I did um 18 started smoking wheels off never turned back 
Now, I have had tolerance breaks in between throughout the years. Um, I think that's actually healthy to do. Addiction runs in my family. So a lot of times when I feel like I'm at the point where I absolutely, absolutely need weed or that I can't function without it, it's time for a tolerance break because that's creating a dependency and a dependency that creates addiction and the amount of people that are saying that you can't get addicted to weed are absolutely lying. I know people who go who have the shakes if they don't have a blunt. Like I'm dead the fuck serious. Um, I never want to get to that point. To each its own. I don't want to get to that point. Um, but for me, when it comes to weed and now in this stage of my life where I actually am on regular medication and monitoring the two, it's difficult because I have ADHD. So I need my brain to speed up. Weed. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I've tried indica. I've tried sativa. I've tried the hybrids, everything in between. Um, right now, I'm stuck on Tallyman or Tallyman, whichever way you pronounce it. That is my bitch right there. Um, I love Rainbow Gelato, too. Those are like my two faves right now. I, I don't find that there's any weed, especially not sativa, that gives me like an alert feeling or like, ooh, I want to go draw. Ooh, I want to create. All weed makes me sleepy. It's just the level of sleepy it depends on the strain. And that's just me. Everybody's body is different. If you hand me a blunt, I'm going to go to sleep at some point. Just know that. That's why I don't smoke everybody. And that's why I smoke at home. Because I could just get in my bed and go to fuck to sleep. Or lean over on the couch and go to sleep. It's like, you should be in safe environments when you're smoking kids. Know that. My kids will know it. Your kids should know it too. You should know it, my nigga. Facts of life. Um, but yeah, it's, it's difficult to maintain. On top of that, my medications induce drowsiness as well. Um, my Latuda, my nighttime medicine, which will actually knock me out straight through the night. Um, for my depression, that already will make me tired. If I take that around 9, I could easily be asleep by 11. Um, that's usually like the time window I try to do it anyways. Um, I have a recent medication I just started for my um, ADHD, but it's not a stimulant. Um, it's called Stratera. I'm on 80 milligrams a day now. I was at 40, but I passed that threshold, so now I'm at 80 milligrams with it. And um, I, I mean, it does help me focus a little bit more. Um, it's still a little bit early to tell, like if it's really, really benefiting me the way I'd like. But I mean, it's a decent medication. But um, the only thing I haven't had luck with in my medication trial and error series is anything that helps with my anxiety. The whole reason why I was never really able to get on a stimulant for ADHD is because my anxiety would bug out with some of the depression meds that I was on. Um, what's an example? Prozac, for example, was good shit for me. I think Prozac was good. Uh, sorry, guys. I've tried... I've, tried so many um different pills with my psychiatrist that I actually have lost track in some areas it's written down in my notebook um I have everything documented in a notebook but offhand <laughs> it's been a journey and it's only been a year and a half but yeah so I haven't been able to really ever find anything to help healthfully is that a word healthfully I think that is a word healthfully I've never been able to find anything really to um help with my anxiety fully lavender is my baby but that's something that I use for bedtime 
if I huff enough of it, I will go to sleep. Or if I drink it, I'll go to sleep. Or if I smoke it, I'll go to sleep and have really cool dreams. But it's not really a good uh, daytime drug for me. So, I mean, I would try other things like ashwagandha. But that's also something else that I prefer to take at night, too. So, it's like I really wasn't having anything that helped me with my anxiety throughout the day when I was, like, around people and handling my social anxiety and that's where weed would come in so um i i go back and forth between delta eight and uh delta nine which is just regular weed that you can cop but um the only difference between delta eight and um regular weed is that delta eight uh psychoactive effects are less or pretty much non really not really existent it's so fucking hard to describe because there's so many different cannabinoids to describe with these types of things but cbd does nothing for me to be honest uh i feel nothing um so i a step up would be delta a which is like i'm not gonna hold you like you smoke you smoke delta a you get a high it's a it's it's a smaller high but it's a high and it's a it's a settled enough high for me not to get sleepy not to get couch locked and i can still go about my day and just not be panicking and this the, in these instances it's almost always public instances where i need that push or i need that extra addition to stay calm or when i'm at home and i have a zillion and one health phone calls to make which freak me out every time um delta eight will help with that delta nine step up psychoactive effects all that good shit your brain feels tingly you can smoke enough or do enough hits enough bong rips you'll knock yourself right out and I love that shit so I have I have a combination of things that of strains or strain levels um I'd rather say that I use alongside my medication um to help it also is the only thing that really really helps me combat the side effects of some of my medications without me actually having to get another pill so for instance nausea anyone who's dealt with any type of psychoactive drug 9.5 out of 10 has dealt with nausea because all of those receptors are all in our gut so you have a pill that's either increasing or decreasing that dopamine that serotonin or those levels in there your stomach is going it's going to do a little milli rock and it's going to feel a little weird at least the first two weeks or so I always hope that your symptoms taper off rather fast. That's not always the case. Um, if I don't want to smoke, I can make a nice peppermint tea. Peppermint tea is my go-to for nausea. But um, weed cures nausea so damn quickly. I'd rather do that. That's why, that's why I smoke. That's, that's a huge reason why I smoke. I, I deal with no nausea. And... Um, my Latuda actually requires me to eat it with a meal that um, is at least 350 calories, so a full meal. And on average, I don't have an appetite. Like, I I don't want to say that I have to force feed myself because that sounds so bad, but I basically do. Um... I'm trying to make a much better effort to at least get on a routine where my body just knows at this time that, okay, it's time to eat. Like, I'm trying to, like, low-key go back to elementary school days. We had breakfast at 7 a.m. to 
We had lunch around 11, snack time around 2, and we headed on home, and you know, that's why I ate some dinner, ate, ate my Grammy's good cooking, all that good shit, but I'm trying to get like on that type timing, so, but the thing about me, which is something that if you, ha ADHD is not the only catalyst of this, but it's one of the things that comes with my ADHD is I don't crave the same meals all the time. Like I can I can go from binge eating something every single day of the week. Um like the week that I had top goes like every single day. And then it'll I'll hit a point where I just don't crave it at all. Or it'll be the opposite where I eat one thing, don't want it again. Eat one thing, don't want it again. That's what I'm doing right now. So it's incredibly hard for me to meal prep. I'll meal prep for a week. I'll eat it once and not want, not want any bit of it. Like, so it's like, what the fuck do I do with the rest of the week? Like, I want to make something else now. So meal prepping doesn't really work for me. So when all else fails, what's the word of the day, guys? Weed. When I'm nauseous, weed. When I can't sleep, weed. When I can't eat, weed. When this shit makes my blood pressure go a little crazy and I get a migraine, what? Weed. That's been my answer to everything lately. You know, last week, I told, well, like a week and a half ago, I told my therapist that like I flat out don't want to be here anymore. Wasn't smoking at that point. I was actually on a tolerance break. And um, since smoking, it's the only reason that I still am here. Like, this, it's been a rough um, two weeks. I know a lot of people are just like, what the fuck? What the, where the fuck is this bitch? Like, when I tell you, like, I don't feel like talking to people or I don't have it in me to really hold conversations, I just don't. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Depression. You feel me? <coughs> But, yeah, so. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. <coughs> it's not the vid. Excuse me. So. When it comes down to it. Weed is that bitch. Weed is my go-to. And it's also kept me away from harder drugs that I used to partake in, um, used to have really, really bad Xanax and opioid addiction. I had like lots of surgeries, so I always just had lots of leftover pills. And when you're a person that's fighting demons and fighting mental and physical pain, um, those many, many empty bottles, well, full bottles at the time, um, become an escape and it's a dangerous escape. Um, and it's something that I want people to be fully aware of. Um, that if you're any a former addict of any kind, to be very conscious of your holistic approaches to your mental health, only because you don't want to unintentionally create another addiction. I, I wholeheartedly do believe that marijuana use and psychedelic use um, are great assets and great additions to stabilize the medication. Um, I don't think that you necessarily have to choose one or the other. 
I'm an advocate of using both together. Because I could tell you now, weed will never tamper with some of the psychological needs and t fixes and tweaks that we need the way an actual dedicated psychoactive med will. But weed will 100% combat side effects um, and help make the process a lot easier. So that's why I'm an advocate of just using both together. But given my previous addiction, I know a lot of people are just like, well, how are you doing this like this? And I'm not going to lie to you, it takes discipline. It takes discipline organizing your pills every single Sunday um, into their organizer and making sure you're taking all your medications for the morning by 9 a.m. and making sure you're taking your medications for the evening around 9 p.m. and staying on those regimens, um, taking your vitamins. I mean, to be honest, I think it's remarkable that we're a year, we're two years and some change into a pandemic and I've never caught COVID even despite working at the top of it straight through it in a pharmacy insane direct exposure and one thing i've always been disciplined about is my body so there's no reason why i shouldn't be displaying the same discipline with my medication both holistic and medicinal and i do do that very very well very very well even despite being depressed um, I forgot yesterday because, honestly speaking, I got so high that I slept. See, it's all about balance, guys. And I'm going to tell you now, I fuck up a lot. I fucked up yesterday. I didn't take any of my medication because um, I was just high. And that's what, that's overdoing it. I, at that point, I was just overindulging. I wasn't using um, marijuana um, to combat anxiety, to unwind in any way. I was just smoking the smoke. And that's that's something that, I've definitely learned it's a bad habit of mine. I'm very, I tell my therapist this all the time, I'm very much zero or 100. There's no in between with me. Um, and I'm trying, honestly speaking, that really is my personality, but it's also like dangerous when it comes to rational thinking. So I'm working on it. But it's, it's about balance. Um, I keep my, between me smoking on this fucking, um, episode in my ADHD I keep touching on this subject but not fully diving into it so let me just hop into this real quick before I forget <laughs> um a lot of people would ask me how do I balance um weed avoiding opioid addictions and taking my medications and aside from discipline and balance it's just the, it's just the genuine desire to not want to be in that state again um it's like genuinely when I tell you like I don't remember so much stuff from the from those years I genuinely don't like I'm I'm thankful that I never got to the point where I upgraded the perks or um or I upgraded to just anything that was just bigger than I could handle like there's there's a there's a lot of pill options out there guys like lots of pill options and I was a fucking chemist with my shits I, I was mix, mixing oxy with fucking Xanax that's a big no-no and I like drinking with it on top of it or I was mis mixing fucking muscle relaxants with Xanax and this is fucking just 
fucking stupid shit. I mean, it's probably why my memory is fucked up now, but when I tell you that's a state that I don't desire to go back to, I remember, like, scaring one of my best friends at the time because she just said that she had to stay up with me all night because, like, I popped, like, a cocktail and, like, was out of it, like, not waking up. But I was still breathing, but I just wasn't waking up. Like, nothing was getting me up. I'm a deep sleeper. I'm not that deep of a sleeper. Shit. Y'all know that. I woke up with police over me. Like, I'm knocked until I'm not. But she said she couldn't get me to wake up for shit. Um, so she just had to stay up with me on night. That that was, like, not only, like, embarrassing, but, like, extremely, like, sad. Because I was like, I don't ever want to do that to nobody. And that was, like, actually the day when I stopped. Um, but it's really about having a desire just to not want to be in that state. I struggled with like the real the, the first two episodes of Euphoria like really really deeply because I relate to Rue um extremely intensely almost on every damn level to be honest um with her struggling with her uh identity and with her turning to drugs every single time she feels unloved um I relate to that very very deeply so as I continue watching, um, I, I hate the pe- the way people are demonizing it because anyone who's really went through that, the reason why it's so strigger- str- bleh, the reason why it's so triggering is because it's real. Like it's 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 a reality for many. It's just something that can't many people talk about without that whole judgment thing the thing I'm trying to dispel with this podcast because looking at me would you think I was a pill popper no I got up at work every morning at 8 a.m drove to Brooklyn cut glasses clocked out the party begins but I was very much a functional drug addict at that time in my life. And drug drugs runs in my family already. So if it wasn't, it's not if it's all, wasn't already like kind of in my bloodline. But that's just something I, I don't care to go back to. Life is hard enough. I don't want to make it harder. And something that I didn't know back then that I know now is you can run away from your fears and your pain fast and hard or slow and steady either way when you stop running it's still there until you face it and when you come out of that high it's all still there a lot of times it's even worse because you ignored the issues even longer than you would have if you were sober so it's just like you're just delaying your own difficulties. So that's the thing that keeps me balanced and keeps me taking my medication as they're diagnosed. I have my pill organizers. I'm good to go. I'd be lying if I said, like, I don't crave it slightly just because it's... it's. But I've realized very quickly that it's just a need to escape. It isn't actually me wanting to go find opioids 
knowing yourself really really well is the best thing you can do when balancing out your holistic approaches your your choices of whether or not you want to use marijuana um in your journey and balancing that out with uh psychoactive medications and it's not easy but it can be done and if you feel like you're judged by anyone in the world just know you're not judged here but on that note i'm signing off for today i will catch you guys next week thank you for tuning in to the enigmatic thoughts podcast make sure you check out celestialenigma.com peace out